When you enrich the lives of your employees through purpose-powered leadership, they'll grow your business for you. Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where you'll discover how to champion a culture of courage and love. Stop dealing with symptoms and get to the root of the problems in your business. This is the Higher Purpose Podcast with your host, Kevin Monroe. Hey, it's Kevin Monroe, and welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. This is a fun episode of the podcast. We just wrapped up what we call a two for Tuesday Facebook Live conversation and rolled right into this podcast conversation. So it's two Kevins for the price of one on Tuesday, a better bargain than most people can stand. This is Kevin Monroe, and I'm joined today by my friend Kevin Breeding. Kevin Breeding is the founder of Mindset Engine and the creator of Catalyst University and an overall good guy. So thanks for joining me today, Kevin. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been uh, looking forward to and I'm a big fan of the podcast. I appreciate being here. Okay, so I got to give a backstory that some people may or may not know. It's a little over about a year ago this time. We were planning for the Navigating North Summit and we had one opening left. And I had met this lady that's a mutual friend of ours, Kate Vandenboss. And Kate messaged me on a Friday and said, do you still have an opening? And we had one speaker opening left. And she said, I think I can make something happen. And I know somebody. And that morning, a friend of mine had sent me, I'd never heard of Rick Rigsby, had sent me Rick's video that was, you know, blowing up the internet. And then I had watched it that morning, didn't even catch the name. And then that night, Kate sends this. And I'm like, wow, wait a minute, this is the same guy. Well, Kevin Breeding was the guy that works with Rick Rigsby and made all of that happen. And so if you enjoyed Rick Rigsby on the Navigating North Summit, or he was also a guest on the Higher Purpose podcast, all of that happened because of Kevin Breeding. And then you and I have just become big friends since then. So thanks, Kevin. It's fun to have you here. No, it's my pleasure. And I'm glad that we could make that work because Rick's message is one that needs to be heard everywhere and just is a perfect compliment for what you're doing. So it's an exciting story. And one of the things I remember is Rick said to me, I've had to say no to more people in the last three weeks than I have the previous 30 years. And I started laughing. I'm like, well, you didn't even have to say no to me. There was no question asked. You brokered that and it happened without an invitation. It was just kind of like, hey, Rick, you're doing this or something. Yeah, no, completely well. So, you know, his video went viral on Facebook on October 5th of last year, and it has since been seen that we're knocking on the door of 290 million views. Wow. And that's translated into, you know, 250,000 followers on Facebook and There's a TV show in the works and all kinds of fun stuff. So it's a fun thing. Plus, Rick and I do a lot of corporate consulting as well. So it's a very good relationship that was business to start with. And if you ever are in the same room with us, he'll introduce me as his brother from another mother. So it's a fun thing. There you go. Yeah. So we'll put the link to that video in the show notes. In case you have not yet seen The Wisest Man I Ever Knew Was a Third Grade Dropout, you need to see that. It's worth the watch. Okay, so Kevin, what's something important for us to know about you that helps us connect to you? You know, the most important thing that you can know about me is that I am a husband to Susie. I am dad to Natalie, Mallory, Carly, and Abby. Uh, We, our four girls are are part of a blended family that have just been, it's been an amazing story. And that uh, in my spare time, I am a entrepreneur's mentor and coach. And uh, I help people sort of break free of the stuff that holds them back to where they can uh, double, triple, quadruple their business in about 12 to 18 months. 
Okay, wow. And part of that, I said in the introduction, you're the founder of Mindset Engine. I know Mindset Engine is one way to help people unlock and get free. What is Mindset Engine? How do you explain that? You know, it really started, I was trying to figure out how to build my business and I got this crazy notion that what I needed to do was not use email and try and go into everybody's email inbox. Well, I'm an explorer archetype. So if there's a different way to do it, even if it's harder, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And so I went out and I built an app. I'll spare you a ton of the details, but basically Mindset Engine is an app that now is also on Facebook and Instagram where every morning you get sort of a thought for the day a meme, a graphic, a quote, and then sort of a mini blog of me talking about why that particular thing is important and why it has been uh, useful. And there's about 14 months of those now. In fact, I'm getting ready to, to finish writing out the second year. It's one of these where it's fun now. At first, you know, there were crickets. There was nothing. And I was like, oh, this is awful. And now, you know, there are several hundred responses every day across, you know, the different, the different mm -hmm. channels. And what it was is, at first, I was doing it because I needed a lead generation tool. I was trying to figure out how to get names and email addresses so I could build my business. What I didn't realize is in the writing, I was actually rewiring my brain to think mm. differently. I think one of the coolest stories is I do this with an associate, a virtual assistant who lives in the Philippines. Her name is Vanessa. Vanessa's been with me two and a half years now. And she shared with me whenever I first hired her that she had to leave corporate because she was experiencing panic attacks and that she couldn't function in the workplace. And so she needed to work from home and started looking to be a VA. And she wrote me about three weeks in and I still have it. It's a, something I'll never get rid of. And she said, I just need to tell you, I used to have panic attacks every afternoon in my corporate job. Since I've started doing Mindset Engine, I haven't had one. Wow. And to wow. my knowledge, she's not had one in two and a half years. Here again, I, you know, I want to make sure I do the FDA disclaimer and all sort of things. But, but the thing is, is when you change your brain, you change your life. You know, mm. Dr. Daniel Amen is right. You have to rewire how you think. It was something that was very cathartic, very healing mm. for me. What started out as what I thought was a lead generation tool <laughs> actually was impacting me while I was building it. And it's a big part of my day every day still. Okay, so this is the Higher Purpose Podcast, where our listeners are people aspiring to pursue purpose in business, leadership, and life. Mm -hmm. Tongue-in-cheek question, but is there a connection between that and mindset? Completely. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. Let's unpack it in case there's somebody that's going, hey, this mindset stuff, because you and I both know yeah. there are people that go, oh, that mindset stuff, that's just woo-woo. That's, you know, whatever it is, but they just write it off. And I was probably one of those that did that 20, 25 years ago. But you know what a mindset maniac I am. You know some of that. But what's the connection that you see? You know, I mean, I'll take the pragmatic first is, um, you know, I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs around the world, everybody from six, seven, eight, all the way up to nine figure people. And I've asked, in fact, I've interviewed several and put it in a little ebook thing where I asked them, what is it about mindset that once you figured out it was important, really grew your business exponentially to a person? Every single one of them said, if I had focused on mindset first rather than when I did, I would have gotten to where my business is today twice as fast and spent half as much money. Say that again, because yeah. that is a pretty mind-blowing. It's easy to just kind of go over, yeah. but say that again. 
I interviewed over 15 entrepreneurs, all in different industries, and every single one of them in some form said, if I had known then what I know now about how important mindset is, I would have gotten to where I am in my business in half of the time and half of the money. They would have gotten here twice as fast for half the money. Yeah, twice as fast for half the cost. Yeah. Now that's significant. And this wasn't just one or two people. I mean, this is what, 15, 18 people that... that yeah, if I went down the list of 15, I mean, most everybody listening would know at least half, if not all of them, because yeah. they're all top you know, thought leaders and information folks and authors and that sort of thing. Now, what's the journey that personally led you to this? Okay, first off, I love that it really, the discovery came later. It did. It, Isn't this amazing? I mean, folks, there are times, let's be honest, there are times we follow some kind of prompting, some kind of intuition, and we're doing something and we don't even realize the significance of it when we start. So you started this, you said, as lead generation, because we're all told you have to do something to generate leads. Well, even when you were doing lead generation, why mindset? Why mindset rather than something else? There was something there. Yeah. Yeah, there's two things. On the pragmatic side, I knew that I needed to coach just because of my heart and passion and what I know to be true. I needed to land somewhere between life coach and business coach because I don't believe you can separate the two. And so I needed to find the common denominator between the two. This was still me and my pragmatic just trying to figure out how to make the business work. And so I settled on mindset as the one thing that you have to talk about in both sides of the equation. What I didn't recognize at the time was that I was in a terrible place from a mindset standpoint because, Mm. you know, my life had been on fire. Just to kind of give the quick backstory, I mean, basically, I went through a bankruptcy and a divorce within a six-month period, Mm. lost everything, and uh, was at the point where... I woke up in the middle of the night one night, and um, and this was before Mindset Engine existed. It was all this. I was in a massive panic attack, and I remember I sat up in the middle of the bed, and I grabbed at my chest because I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm. It was at that moment, just out loud, said, if you don't get hold of what's going on in your life, you'll be dead before the end of the year. And I just, I knew, I mean, it was just that overwhelming sort of panic that set in. And so I reached for my journal, which is always on my nightstand. And I started just journaling, you know, sort of purging and letting stuff come out. Because if I didn't get it out, one, there wasn't any way I was going to get back to sleep. But two, I had to capture all of this at first rage. And then all of the different things that sort of came out after that. Kevin, I will tell you, I didn't recognize at the time, and I really didn't notice it until almost about a year, 18 months later. Every single principle that I coach today Hmm. came out of that rant over about a four-hour purge into my Hmm. journal. Hmm. In some form, whether it's the full framework or it's the foundational nugget came out of that. What year was that? This would have been late 14, early 15. Okay. So three, three and a half... Four years ago. Let me correct that. When it kind of turned into mindset was three, three and a half, four years ago. My divorce and all that was actually eight, a little over eight years ago. Okay. Okay. This panic attack was eight years ago. It was eight years ago. And so I was trying to figure out, you know, what did I need to do around this framework piece? So I started in writing these little quips for what became Mindset Engine. And, you know, all along, I was doing all of the things that the gurus said you had to do to be an online expert. And, you know, and I was mimicking everybody. (laughs) And I mean, if they said to do it, I was doing, I was determined to be the best student because that's what Mm. they told you. 
completely forgetting that I needed to show up as me yeah. doing the principles of what they teach, not the actions of what they teach. Oh, can we park there just a the moment? I just have to interrupt this because, Kevin, this is what has tripped me up to. And I believe this has tripped so many people up in whatever it is. You may not be on the path of being an entrepreneur. Maybe you are. But there's somebody that has laid out the formula, mm-hmm. the pathway to success, the pathway to fulfillment, whatever that is. And it worked for them. And because you're a great student, you have mimicked this to the nth degree and you didn't bring yourself to it. Maybe that's why you're frustrated because this has happened for me. If you're listening, hey, don't sell yourself short. You have something to bring to the framework that others share that no one else can bring. So unpack that a little more for us. And Yeah, no, completely. I mean, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars going to be uh, in some of the highest end entrepreneurial masterminds there are. I mean, the top of the top of the top stuff. And I was just determined because, you know, up until then, I'd been an advertising guy my entire life. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to make this shift, I've got these people asking me to be their coach. So I've found that I can be an effective coach, but now I got to build a business and I don't know how to do this online thing. I mean, I literally did not know what a drip email marketing campaign was. And I'd been in advertising for yeah. 30 years. You gotta remember, I started back whenever we were chiseling this stuff on stone. I went to school and I got under the leadership and tutelage of some really fantastic marketers. I mean, working with, you know, right. the guy that invented the squeeze page. I mean, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> but what I did is I made the mistake of literally mimicking their every move yeah. rather than saying, yeah. what was that nugget? that made their brand with that action work? And then what does that mean for me? And two, I was just going after anybody that was hot and had the success rather than paying attention to now, I tell everybody, you don't hire anybody unless they've been successful and you've seen it Mm. and they've replicated it in someone else and that someone else has gotten the results too. Otherwise, you know, the lightning has struck in their life and now they're selling you their lightning story and there's nothing there. There's tens of thousands of makeshift gurus out there selling that story. So you really want to do the homework and find out not only who's been there, done that, replicated it and done, but who's willing to lock arms with you and get you over the finish line, whether the course is still going on or not. You want real help, real coaching, no matter who it is. Well, we'll come back and we'll say more about that before we wrap up. But I want to park on this a moment. You know, years ago, and it was in a church, but I heard this somebody's sermon 30-something years ago, but it stuck in my mind, and it's so true, and it applies to this. Be a voice, not an echo. Mm -hmm. And the story was about John the Baptist. So what did you go out in the wilderness to see? And it was a voice crying in the wilderness. You know, that was John the Baptist was a unique kind of dude. He yeah. was not following what the gurus said you did to build a following. The guy ate locust and wore, you know, these funky clothes, but he was a voice. So we bring that and modernize that today. It's okay to follow methods, but you've got to bring yourself to it. You just can't take the cookie cutter approach and say, okay, just insert my something here right 
because you're just adding to the noise. And, you know, it's really fascinating today because media has proliferated and there are more videos. I mean, I remember just a few years ago when there were no images on Twitter. Now you don't see a tweet without an image, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything is screaming for your attention. And it's not just the coolest image that gets your attention. It's the most authentic voice Mm -hmm. that really gets people to connect. It's not what they see. It's what they hear and what they feel. Going back to Maya Angelou, you know, people don't remember what you say or what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the point about that, especially for those who are digital marketers or entrepreneurs in in the digital space I'm actually doing the reverse of what a lot of people are telling you to do. Everybody's saying, you know, you got to build your list. To, you know, you got to get to 10,000 or to 100,000 emails or whatever. And I'm just not. Full disclosure, I'm an explorer. So if there's a harder way to do it, I'm going to go find out how to do it. I catch myself unselling all the time. And not to say that I don't want to work with everybody. What I'm doing is I'm making sure that I'm putting out the type of content that's going to make somebody say, I want to work with this guy or I categorically don't want to work with this guy. It's got to be one or the other. I'm not a fan of fence sitters. I want relationships with people, not just the mass, you know, noise box going out. Okay. Now back to mindset a moment. I, I don't want to drift too far from that because there are a couple of nuggets there that I want to unpack. And you started talking about this story, your journey, this panic attack, and you got up journaling. I want to ask you, and you kind of unpacked that there, but Do you believe mindset moments precede milestone moments, that there's a shift of thinking before there's a shift in your situation? Oh, categorically. Yeah. I mean, in my case, had I not made a shift in mindset that then resulted in a shift in action, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. I would have been dead. I mean, if I had stayed in this fear contained, you know, panic ridden place, convinced that I was going to be broke, penniless, and that I'd never have a relationship with my kids, Mm. not only would have been self-fulfilling prophecy, and I wouldn't have survived it. There's no question. Mm. And so it was out of that process that started giving me what I refer to as kind of the bravery. You know, I, I wrote a phrase the other day that every now and then, I surprised myself and I don't mean to be vain, but it's just one of these, I wrote it and I went back and I read it. And I thought, holy cow, that's an awesome statement. And it said that literally that my fear of failure is nowhere as big as my fear of mediocrity. Mm. I read that. That's a good one. That is. And as soon as I read it, I was like, dang, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I want to go back to where that is because that's what happened coming out of that night where I had a panic attack is, you know, I, I was scared to death. I was, you know, trying to figure out who did I want to be? Could I believe in myself enough to take another shot? Whenever I lost, what I lost was multiple seven figures, like all at one time, just poof, gone. Uh, And I'll spare you the story. But it was one of those that it wasn't just the loss of money. It wasn't the loss of a relationship. I also lost my self-confidence. I lost my problem solving. I lost, I mean, it just locked me up completely. Mm. Had I not stopped and said enough Mm. and then finding enough breathing room to take half a step forward, And then another half a step forward. And you know what? That second day, I was shriveled back up in the corner. And then I was like, no, I'm not. And you just keep going back and taking another bite at the apple. Because I knew 
I knew that if I went through this, and this was both partially at my doing and partially not at my doing, I knew that me going through this experience was for a reason and for a purpose. It right. was not right. for my undoing, that there was something that I was going to ultimately learn or something that I needed to share. Right. And it's out of our pain that we're yeah. able to help others and really connect with others. It's not out of the high point moments. I never learn anything during abundance. I'm always just like, you know, too stupid and full of myself. It's only, <laughs> it's only whenever, you know, I'm like up against the wall to actually figure out. And to be truthful, Kevin, the thing that means the most to me is me learning that when I believe in myself, I am capable to overcome. I'll be truthful. Now that I've come from that dark place to where I am now, not just in business, but just in the quality of my life, there is nothing that can come in front of me Mm. that is going to take me down. Nothing. Mm. And that is both partial my faith story, but also it's just I've now walked through as dark of things that I could ever imagine and wouldn't wish on Mm. my worst enemy. (laughs) And so I'm like, you know what? If I beat that, I can beat this other thing. That's fine. It may take a long time, but I've either got the goods or I don't. And until I prove that to myself, I was not worthy of being anybody's coach, much less, you know, trying to build a business in some way. It's got to be real. Yeah. And and it's those crucible moments that really let the real us come to the surface and all those other things just kind of melt away in the furnace. Yeah. No, you know, it's, it's interesting. I got a, load, a letter from my oldest daughter just two days ago. I mean, we're now eight, little over eight years past. And she wrote me a letter that said, mm. starts with, I want to begin by saying, I forgive you. Mm. And I understand why you left. Mm. And then she proceeded to describe what she thought I was aiming at her when she realized it was me and her mom trying to get honest with our kids and say, this is not what a marriage should look like. Hmm. And I will tell you, this is going to sound weird to some folks, and maybe there's somebody that's in the middle of a, of a divorce or a tough time that's listening, but I can tell you, I'm now at a place, I am so very thankful that I went through what I've gone through. Hmm. I am so thankful that my ex-wife is remarried and so far happier than she ever was with me. Hmm. I want... You know, I don't know. I don't understand how all that stuff shakes out, and I don't try to understand it. But I can tell you that I didn't go through it on accident, and I didn't right. go through it for nothing. Mm. It has made me free mm. to be who I am and to say what I need to say. And here again, the secret sauce for what I do is help people figure out what's got them locked up. Mm. I wouldn't have had the boldness or the ability to see into somebody's life what they're hanging on to and what they're hiding had I not gone through that. I didn't have the skill because I hadn't experienced it myself. Right, right. So I want to pause just a moment and I want to just say to you listening, if that's you, if you are in a crucible experience at this moment, if you are in that intense confusion, if you are in that situation that just doesn't look like it makes any sense that there is any way out that you will ever have another moment of joy or peace, you're wrong. You're wrong. And there is hope. So, Kevin, well, we'll come back and say something else to those folks in a moment. I want to ask you something because you've created this resource. You mentioned it, Mastering Mindset. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a resource that I believe you'll make it available to anyone listening. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, let's put it in the show notes. It's on the front page of my uh, home website, kevinbreeding.com. What are one or two of your favorite insights from that? Oh, gosh. Hands down, Ryan Levesque, who is both a mentor and a deep personal friend, one of the best marketers out there, he said, uh, focus yourself on the process, not on the goal. And he said, uh, he was in the context of if you want to get to a million dollars, set your goal, but then create a framework that you believe in and focus on the minutiae of that process rather than focusing on the goal. Because what happens is every day you walk out, you look at the million dollar goal and how far you are from it, you'll condemn yourself. Mm. If you focus on the process, you'll celebrate the progress that you're making. Mm. The second one is just a lifelong friend, a soulmate of soulmates, a guy by the name of John Sheplack. His quote says that we are to be a witness of ourselves, not a judge. I wanted you to talk about this one because I read that one and oh my gosh. So I want you to say that again because if you're struggling, you're probably struggling like I have struggled because you've been judge and executioner of yourself. You've levied a sentence on yourself that you can never live out. Yeah, and you have to understand a little bit of John's backstory. He he was a drug addict. He was in Mm -hmm. terrible health, terrible shape. Fast forward this last year, he competed in Vegas in uh, one of the world bodybuilding championships, and he has an eight-figure business that he runs from his cell phone. (laughs) And so, I mean, the guy's, I mean, he's just a beast of get stuff done. He has a book called Flip the Script, which is fantastic. But the thing that John really hit me about, and we were fast friends the minute we first met, he's all about this getting out of the business of judging ourselves and rather watching yourself succeed. And it very much is a mindset shift. It's it's looking at not what is against you, but what is laying in front of you as yours for the taking. You focus on what is there for you and you completely ignore the things that are perceived to be against you. Mm. Most of those things are created by our own self-doubt. They're not actually there. Mm. Is this such a powerful thing? I'll, I'll tell you that little ebook, 15 interviews that I did, they were, you know, scheduled for 15 minutes a piece. I think the shortest one might have went at 25. I ended up with over 300 pages of notes, mm. transcribed mm. notes from those conversations. I just recorded them on Zoom, just like this, just working through the conversation, but asking consistent questions. And then I pull those out because those are 15 principles that are real actions, not just woo-woo, positive thinking, you know, if you name it, claim it, then it'll, it'll manifest itself. It's literally shift in mind that creates action forward. Mm-hmm. When you do that, my personal experience, there is nothing you cannot overcome. Yeah, You won't change your life until you first change your mind. Yeah. You're thinking. So, you know, if there's something in life that's not working out for you the way it is, you know, when you were sharing, and I haven't thought of this for a number of months, but when you were sharing your story, the panic attack, I thought back to 2005, I was at a very low point in life. I'd been with a company for two and a half, three years. And in the last year, they had shifted my role to put out some fires for the company. And it was a faith-based nonprofit. We had this fabulous mission. And I was just burnt out and I was hating life. And my wife and kids were going off on a trip. And I said, you know, I'm going to go to bed at seven o'clock 
every night and I'm going to try to get rest because I thought it was just a physical issue. Well, what happened instead is I slept on average three hours a night that week. There were times of praying, journaling, thinking. I mean, I filled pages. And at the end of the week, I was revitalized and I had slept less. Less. You know, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. This was not a physical issue. Mm -hmm. This was a mindset issue or this was a burnout issue, right? And getting that fresh perspective. And that's when I wrote the business plan for the business I now lead. And that the business today looks nothing like that business plan, but that's what gave me the courage to step out and start fresh. And it was like, wow, it was all the mindset stuff. Yeah, there's a quote that is actually from day one of month one in Mindset Engine. It's my favorite, and I put it there on purpose. It's a quote from Gandhi that says that you know your mindset determines your thoughts. Your thoughts determine your words. Your words determine your actions. Therefore, work on your mindset. I mean, there's a video that goes with an all sort of thing that, that basically, whenever I was at my darkest point, I recognized that if I didn't get a hold of what was happening up here, if I didn't get that space between my ears under control, there's no way I was ever going to build anything worthwhile because I couldn't even think about success. I couldn't mm. speak about success. Mm. I certainly couldn't speak it over myself. And so I had to shift that. And then the other one that I would mention that's one of my favorites in the, how many here, 400 plus something that there are, is your body hears everything your mind thinks and your mouth says. Mm. And I'm telling you, it sounds trivial, it sounds simple, it sounds woo-woo, and I'm telling you, whenever I get up thinking it's going to be a bad day, I have absolutely just damned myself for it to be that way. Yeah. Rather than what I'm doing is saying, you know what, there are challenges that are coming today, but there's nothing in this day that's going to overtake me. It's not going to overtake me because I've been through worse. Yeah, yeah. As we wrap up here, a couple of things. I want to call out number four real quick, Mm -hmm. just because this one, we're just wrapping up the extraordinary experiment in that we had the encouragement challenge last week. And this was one thing we encouraged people with the encouragement challenge. When stuck, give it away to others. You may feel like you need encouragement, that you're not in a place to offer encouragement. That's when you need to encourage someone the most. Mm Right. So when stuck, give away to others. Yeah, this is a conversation I had with Garrett Gunderson, who uh, works with entrepreneurs and helps them with their finances and, and, you know, sort of how to get financially free. And he shared both his personal action and Garrett, Garrett and our friends, separate of the business relationship that we have. And he shared with me this idea that every time he gets to a place where he's got his back against the wall and he doesn't know what to do, or he's, you know, just completely stuck, you know, no way out. The next action that he does is he reaches out to somebody who has no ability to change his station in life financially, and you give away. The day that he shared that with me, the very next day was what I call a dark day for me. It was one of these where I was just, I was really in a bad spot. And I said, you know what? Garrett told me what to do yesterday. I'm going to do that. And I did. And I tell, mm-hmm. now I do it all the time. Uh, it's, it's, you'll always know this is going on. If you ever watch a Facebook live of mine and I'm putting out something that says, Hey guys, I'm going to open up 15 minute, you know, increments for free coaching calls for whoever wants to gobble them up that, and I do it 
gosh, at least once a quarter, that is inevitably because I'm coming off the hills of a dark day and I've got to shift just my physiology into a leaning forward in service versus leaning back in fear. Whenever I can make that physical Mm -hmm. move, I will literally change state. Inevitably, inevitably, I'll come out of that day of service with a new client. And I can't explain that. It's not because I've cultivated, it's just, I believe that it's just, you put good out into the world and it's going to come back to you multiple times over. I just, I believe that's a faith principle as well as just the way you give and you're going to be blessed in return when you're doing it with a pure heart, desiring to help somebody who has no ability to help you. Yeah. So that is one great action. I want to say advice, but I don't like advice. That's an action. If you're feeling stuck, Right now, as you're listening to this, one action you can take is do something today Mm -hmm. for someone that has no ability to repay you. Mm -hmm. What's one other action you would suggest? We were talking earlier about the folks that, you know, just feel hopeless, that feel they've gone too far, that it's over, that game's over, lights out. Yeah. Speak to them because I know you have been there. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. I still end up there on some days. But it's, you know, one of the first things that I'll do whenever I'm in, whenever I see the markers of me entering into what I call a dark day, is I'll start an exercise of gratitude and an exercise of freedom. I'm a journaler, so it's what I do, is I just start journaling on one side of the page. I'll list all the things that I'm grateful for. I am grateful that I get to work from home and that I get to create for a living. I am grateful that uh, I'm married to Susie, whom I've known since we were 12. She's my childhood sweetheart, the quintessential definition of what a woman is in my life. And I get to be married to her every day. And and I'm grateful that, you know, my parents are still on this earth and that I get Mm. to experience Mm. life with them pretty much every day in some way, although we live in different places. And so, and then I'll turn the page and I do an I am free to. I actually, whenever I really get into a place where I'm completely stuck and just sort of, you know, lost and have no thought of action, I'll take 20 days in a row mm. and I'll write 20 statements that begin with the phrase, I am free to, mm. and fill in the blank. I am free to create. I am free to worship as I see fit. I am free to bless my girls with words of encouragement and love and Mm -hmm. to let them know that their dad is always going to be there no matter what it may have felt like in the past. I am free to just keep going through. And then the next day you do it again. I'll tell you, it's hard. It's hard because our fight or flight mind wants to focus on what we are captive to. And when you shift that self into, I am free to, you literally pencil your way out of a funk. Pencil your way out of a funk. (laughs) You do. I I agree. I mean, I never said pencil, but I have written my way out of more funks than anything else. I mean, it's just writing. And then the other thing you said, giving away. Yeah. Just being generous. When you feel that you have nothing to give. Be generous. You know, it's interesting. I had somebody just the other day, uh, one of my coaching people said they have a daughter that's going through a pretty nasty divorce. And, they, and he called and he's like, you know, I just feel like a failure. What did I do wrong? And I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, you know, one, you're an amazing dad because I know your story. I know your family. But two, there are so many things that could be far worse Said, you know, we we could have lost her early in life. We didn't. She could be trapped in drug addiction. We didn't. We could be, you know, dealing with all of these worse things. And instead, 
we're just living life together and locking arms with our kids. So let's be grateful for what we do have rather than condemning of what we have. Kevin Breeding, before we go, how do people that want more of Kevin Breeding in their life do that? Couple ways. KevinBreeding.com. The Mastering Mindset ebook is right there on the homepage. That's the easiest way to connect with me. Also on Facebook, two different places, Mindset Engine with Kevin Breeding and KevinBreeding.coach. There's a ton of Facebook lives out on both of those. And they are just about uh, every day, five days a week. All right. And Kevin, thank you for being a wonderful friend to me. You're a coach to me as well. And I will say more about that in another conversation. We'll we'll have to have you back and talk about that. But folks, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. And I hope you've heard something that's helping you shift your mind so you can change your life. Kevin, final words from you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the work that you are doing, for the voice that you're putting out there. It is both an encouragement to me as well as just I sit back and watch what you're doing in your life and your business and just as thrilled as I can be to watch the movie. It's awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you, Kevin. And you are a real encouragement to me to keep putting it out there. It's good stuff, man. Thanks for joining me, Kevin. It was a lot of fun having you with us on the podcast today. Let me summarize this and give you three thoughts to challenge you or maybe provoke you and would love to hear what's lingering in your mind as you reflect on the conversation we had. The first one, I'm wondering, have you ever found yourself in a situation like Kevin that you've actually started doing something that was far more therapeutic and beneficial than you ever imagined it being? You thought you were doing something for another reason and all of a sudden it's kind of like, wow, you realize you're walking into your future, your destiny, whatever you want to call it. And it was somewhat of a surprise to you. I found that to be true in my life as well. Secondly, I love this insight that Kevin shared. I don't know the source of it. Came out of Mindset Engine that your body hears everything your mind thinks and your mouth says. Man, be careful what you say. And if you want to change your life, first change your mind and change your mindset. And third, I love this idea of being a witness of yourself, not a judge of yourself. Because I think a lot of us, uh, we're harsher on ourselves than anyone else is, and other people see us very differently than we see ourselves. And don't forget to pick up your copy of the Mastering Mindset resource. It's a free download that you can get from kevinbreeding.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Monroe, encouraging you to live, love, and lead with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Remember, if you ever think that your work could be less ordinary, there's not much between you and something extraordinary. Just 13 weeks and a bold experiment. Find out more at kevindmonroe.com slash extraordinary.